Welcome to the City Center Podcast from West Palm Beach, Florida. I'm Jerry Marcello. It is true that West Palm Beach is indeed a tropical paradise. Dotted with palms and situated next to a shimmering lagoon, the beauty here can be breathtaking. That beauty is fragile, however. Carelessness can easily destroy our environment and change the face of our city. What can we do to protect and enhance our community and keep it beautiful? Forever. Joining us is Dwayne White, coordinator for the city's Keep West Palm Beach Beautiful program. Dwayne, welcome. Thank you, Jerry. Dwayne, the Keep West Palm Beach Beautiful program is obviously an extension or a growth out of the Keep America Beautiful program, which has been around for many, many decades. What was it about Keep America Beautiful that made it so successful? And how does that apply to West Palm Beach? How did it grow into Keep West Palm Beach Beautiful? Well, Jerry, I'm old enough to re- remember those commercials. The way it has grown is to uh, inspire communities and residents to, uh, you know, to partner for the purpose of, you know, making sure our neighborhoods are clean, that they're resilient and beautiful. It usually seems to be the Keep America Beautiful campaign is about litter and picking up litter. I remember seeing those messages as a kid. Is that part of the the mission for Keep West Palm Beach Beautiful? Yep, we share the mission. So, just to clarify, the Keep America Beautiful program. Uh, we're an affiliate. There's over 700 affiliates throughout the nation. Right. Are there other other neighboring counties and cities that are involved? Definitely. So uh, there's Keep Palm Beach County Beautiful, who we partner closely with. Uh, they've been a great supporter of us and helped us throughout our, our transition. Okay. So let's get down to basics. Keep West Palm Beach Beautiful. What is its mission? What are you guys trying to do? So at its heart, it's a the mission is to make it a community-led effort. So with the beautification, if it's reducing waste, recycling programs, uh, putting it into litter, abandoned vehicles, illegal dumping, uh, these are um, priorities that uh, city leadership has uh, identified, and this is what we're addressing. How bad is illegal dumping? It's, it's bad. Um, you know, I work out of public works, so I'm aware of the, the weight that's picked up weekly, uh, just on, on a daily basis. So right now we're over well over 100 tons uh, year-to-date just in uh, legally picked up trash. Okay, so people will dump litter, trash, construction materials literally on the side of a sidewalk, anywhere that people aren't watching. Is that what's really happening? Exactly. So, uh, you know, we're, we're a growing city, and with all the new construction and developments happening, uh, the primary cause of litter happens to be uh, construction material, furniture, when people are moving out. And uh, it's just discarded on the side of the streets uh, within our alleyways. And, uh, you know, our program is is built to address that. Say I'm a resident, and one day I wake up and I look out on the corner of some empty you know, lot nearby me, and there's a bunch of material that suddenly appears, a lot of trash, a lot of junk. Uh, what do I do? Who do I call? So there is the WPB Key app, which I highly recommend that residents download and, and use. You can take a picture with the app. And you can select the department, which will be public works, if it's illegal dumping. And then uh, we'll be notified of that illegally dumped material. Uh, you can always just call, make the phone call, see that you see illegally dumped material, and it will be addressed. Is there any kind of prize or return for this for oh, people calling? Prizes or awards, definitely. So if you, uh, if an individual was to be able to uh, identify an individual by taking a picture of their uh, vehicle, perhaps their license plate, and they can prove that that individual was the culprit for the illegal dumping, 
It's up to $500 for the award. Wow. Okay, and it's important, though, that you just take a picture. You don't necessarily confront these folks. Not at all. Not at all. Do not engage. Do, uh, don't be confrontational. Um, just uh, You want to avoid confrontation, but at the end of the day, it's uh, just being involved in your community. And right, and so you would go ahead and be able to use this WPB key app that the city has, and you'd be able to, to report this information, and hopefully down the road somewhere along the line, a uh, conviction will take place and we get a, a major litterer off the streets. Exactly. Okay. So that's just one way that keep America, keep West Palm Beach beautiful is involved in this. How do we get just grassroots? How do we get people to help out with keeping streets clean and keeping the community as, as spotless as possible? A good question. So part of my uh, job is to engage the community and throughout the year we've uh, created events uh, community sign-up events where we partner with um, Palm Beach Atlantic, we've partnered with uh, Beach Bucket Foundation, Surface 71, uh, many other organizations that uh, have the same values as us where you know they want to clean up the parks, our roadways, uh, the alleyways, uh, and w- within our communities as well. Do, uh, do young people get involved, little kids? Definitely, definitely. It's, uh, it's important that, uh, you know, the young people are able to be a part of the solution. Enhance that a little bit. You know, we, we do want our children to be aware and not be a part of the problem and be part of the solution. Is there any specific ways that you reach out to young people? Do you go to classrooms? Do you, do you talk to folks? So every event we have, there's always a, a moment where we'll explain why we're here and the purpose of you know, the, the trash that's dumped on a sidewalk, it could be uh, miles away from the intercoastal, but every bit of trash, it will has this way of getting into the intercoastal through the waterway. Oh, so what you're saying is that even though we might have a paper cup or a candy wrapper or something that's lying on the side of the street that could be blocks away from the lagoon, uh, storm waters could carry it. Exactly. Wow. And so that ends up being a, pollu- a pollution of that water and really damaging the ecosystem there. Exactly. So, um, and, and you know, if, if I can add, please, uh, you know, living near the intercoastal, you know, our community is prone to flooding. Yeah. And to prevent that from happening, we have to ensure that the drainage systems are, are clear. Uh, you know, with, their, with them being blocked, it's just uh, problematic. And you can, everyone knows how badly, uh, you know, when there's a, a king tide how bad our area can flood. Yeah, and the king tide is a period of time where the water levels by nature are unusually high. And so add any kind of storm or anything to that king tide can really cause an, an issue on low-lying areas that are prone to flooding. Um, okay, so during, say, one of these cleanups, you have a cleanup on a weekend, mm-hmm. uh, people come out, people pick up. Um, really, how much stuff do you co- actually collect? On any given cleanup, it could be anywhere from 50 pounds up to 500 pounds, 1,000 pounds, all depending on the area. Okay, so that, that is a significant amount. So, okay, so we, we, we talked a little bit about education. We, we gather during the events and talk to folks. Um, what other ways and what other what are, uh, efforts do you have to, to tell people about not only keeping the area clean, but also taking steps to uh, improve our sustainability, to improve the green quality of our, of our, of our city? So improving the green, I work with sustainability. Um, they're an awesome team and department uh, planting trees, and we're always continuing to educate the community 
on the importance of maintaining uh, the vegetation that we have. Yeah, it's important for you know the you know, shading of communities to lower the temperature of our neighborhoods, mm-hmm. and to uh, you know it's the the air we breathe. Yeah. You know, and one of the things that I know that I was really surprised about, because you have, you know, you think of things like crushed pop cans and empty bottles and candy wrappers and chip containers and all that kind of stuff as being the, the standard trash you see around. Is it true that, that cigarette butts have a lot to do with it? Is, it? is that really an issue or is that sort of going away? The, the, no, that is true. The, uh, the most littered item is our cigarette butts. Wow. And so uh, don't they just sort of fall apart and go back into the... Not at all. They are not biodegradable. Uh, it's important that uh, you know, cigarette butts are disposed of properly. What can we do as a city to, to sort of manage that and try to keep that under control? As a city, we could uh, collect the cigarette butts mm-hmm. and make sure that they're disposed of properly inside a uh, container that's intended for cigarette butts. Is, this, is it as big a problem as it used to be or is it, is it on the decline or... Do you have any sense? No, it, it's it's still continuing to be an issue. We talked a little bit about that there are multiple affiliates lo- close by. We have the county. We have other cities. There's uh, Coral Gables. Right. Mm-hmm. That, that's one of them. And there's and there's a keep Florida clean, clean isn't, isn't there? Now? Yep. They're a, uh, our big sister, you would call it, organization, yeah. uh, where they are helping us as well. Where we're working with them. When you say you work with them, what sort of things do you do? Uh, so we've attended a, um, a conference, an annual conference, uh, to go over best practices and um, sharing of resources in, in some cases. Uh, we have access to certain grants. Uh, for example, there is a, an FDOT grant that Keep Florida Beautiful has access to. And as affiliate, we also have access to $15,000 wow. potentially. Fantastic. Okay, so even though the program is comparatively young and it's only been around for a year or two, you've had some success. Uh, can you tell us about some of the things that you feel best about? So, so far, year to date, we've had over 32 events. Uh, our biggest event so far, year to date, has been International Coastal Cleanup. We partnered with uh, five different organizations. It was uh, Palm Beach Atlantic, Beach Bucket Foundation, Surface 71, Visit Palm Beach, and Palm Beach County. Yeah, that's that was a uh, year date. Our probably our biggest event. Uh, collectively, we picked up over twelve thousand uh, pounds of trash year to date. And it's uh, you know it was going forward. I mean, I don't know if the community is aware of it, but Public Works is actively uh, picking up illegally illegally dumped material. Uh, year to date, we're well over hundred and ten tons of debris. That's something else. What about um, abandoned cars? Is that anything that you guys are involved with? Yep. I'm a part of an abandoned vehicle subcommittee. And on abandoned vehicles, we've uh, tagged uh, 265. And out of that 265, 87% have been complied with. Well, basically, they've been tagged and they've been moved. And that cleans up the streets. Exactly. Compliance is what we're after. What is the biggest challenge that you see as far as the mission of Keep West Palm Beach Beautiful? What is the greatest challenge and thing that's keeping you from reaching your goals? Yeah, I'm highly motivated uh, to work with so many you know, amazing people within the city. I don't see the challenges. I see the opportunities, and I see the um, positive momentum that we're already making. I mean, I, 
you know, I have uh, awesome, amazing leadership within Public Works, uh, Leon Pender, mm-hmm. um, Amy Marks. Um, you know, they're you know, they've given me the uh, the space to you know to operate and to help coordinate uh, all the events that I could think of. Um, you know, they've just been nothing but supportive. But amongst the community, is there a mindset? Is there a lack of information that you're really working against? What will make you even more successful out in the community than you already are? So what will make it more successful is when we get the community uh, more engaged within their own neighborhoods to clean up and take pride in their own communities. When it comes to cleanup soon, we can always organize volunteers who may not be from that community. But to have the communities themselves take pride in their community and want to clean up. It all starts in, in individual neighborhoods, people keeping their own blocks clean and policing and doing all the good things that are right next door. Exactly. I mean, really, as much as just making sure you're in front of your own home is as clean as it can be, if as beautiful as it can be, that's that's what it comes down to. That's why it's called West Palm Beach, keep West Palm Beach beautiful. Exactly. So it really develops pride. You're into creating a sense of community Pride in the community, pride mm-hmm. in the place that you live, and that's it. Seems to me like a cornerstone of what you're all doing. Uh, absolutely, it's uh, you know, everyone deserves to live in a beautiful community. It doesn't matter your income level or where you're from or which neighborhood you live in. Um, every neighborhood has the same opportunity to be as beautiful as the next. Dwayne, you have an opportunity now. You got the mic in front of you to share a message with the folks at home, the people who are thinking about getting involved in the program, maybe volunteering. And we're going to talk about that in just a moment, uh, maybe volunteering. What is the message you would want to share with them? Uh, I, the message I would want to share about the program, uh, it's not my program. It's not the city's program. It's it's your program. It's a, a program intended for the community. Uh, if you have ideas for an event, uh, take ownership of it. You know, Be the lead. Uh, my job here is to help coordinate, to help facilitate, and uh, you know I uh, take pride in the connections I've made and the, the relationships I've, I've built with the residents, um, our community partners, uh, volunteer partners. I mean, it's just a, a community coming together to really make it happen. So you've mentioned a couple of times volunteers and becoming a volunteer. I guess the big question here is, how do people become involved and volunteer to be part of the program? Well, Jerry, they can always go to wpb.org slash beautiful, and that is our Keep West Palm Beach Beautiful website. And from there, they can uh, volunteer. They can be there, you know, uh, volunteer to be a site coordinator where they can arrange their own cleanup events, which I will help facilitate, help, you know, with uh, bags, gloves, pickers, buckets. And they can always give us a, a phone call. My number is 561-822-2148. And you can reach me by email. It's dwhite at wpb.org. Fantastic. Dwayne, what you're doing is very, very important. We appreciate your time this afternoon. Oh, thank you, Jerry. Thank you for having me. The City Center podcast is produced by the City of West Palm Beach. We hope you found today's discussion useful. And if you did, please subscribe. If you have any questions or comments, please write us at podcast at wpb.org. If you wish to learn more about Keep West Palm Beach Beautiful, visit the city's website at wpb.org front slash beautiful. This is Jerry Marcello. We'll see you next time.